ridiculous, and he's ridiculous. It's the Ridiculous Nicholas Show! You are here. We are at the Ridiculous Nicholas Podcast, and today's show is brought to you by Team Link of Hooksit, New Hampshire. It's located at 1338 Hooksit Road, uh, run by uh, heavyweight UFC heavyweight Gabriel Gonzaga. If you go to uh, Team Link, they'll give you 30 days free. They teach BJJ, which is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, kickboxing. Uh, if you mention that you saw on the podcast, you get a free t-shirt and 30 days free of classes of whatever you want to study. Um, I've been training there for about four years now, and I can tell you uh, I've trained a lot of places, and you're not going to find a better place out there. So uh, if you're in this area and you want to, uh, get healthy and learn how to choke people to death. Kick ass! And come on, <laughs> come on down to Team Link. It's a it's a really cool place. There's no meatheads there. Uh, it, it, it's a good place to train. There's not uh, people aren't trying to rip your head off or hurt you. You know, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good learning environment, and uh, I have some really knowledgeable people there. Uh, so we're brought to you by Team Link Hookset. We're also brought to you by Pizza Nine One One. What is your that was an emergency, because uh, what is your pizza emergency? What is it? Call, it's called Pizza 911. I don't know. I'm fat. I need pizza. That's usually my emergency. Fine. Um, it was voted the best pizza in Manchester by the Hippo Press. Uh, they've got all kinds of good stuff there. Gluten-free pizza, subs, salads. Um, if you mention the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, when you go to pick up some food there, they will give you a free order of breadsticks. And their phone number is 603-625-2201. So call up and order some delicious food from Pizza 911. We are here and we're ready to start this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have my very good friend, Mr. Jim Bishop. He is a comic, a comedian, uh, a poker player, a generally funny human being, a good dude, Jim. and my very good friend. How about it for Jim Bishop, everybody? Woo! Nice. Much to the entire audience. Yes. So, you know, I'm not going to do that for you. Big fan. Big, big fan. You are the best audience. Thank you. You guys have been a great audience. You guys have been a great audience. All right. I forgot who said that to me first, but I love it. It's awesome. I'll be stealing it also. Yes, it's a good one. It's pretty good. Hi, Jim. Hello. 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 Hello, Jimothy. When do we start Dungeons and Dragons? I assume we're going to do this. Stratego. Stratego. Battleship. Battleship. It's not a bad idea, Nick. A little Stratego while we're talking. Maybe yeah. Monopoly? I don't know. Shoot some ladders? Yeah. Whatever, man. You sank my battleship. You remember those commercials? <laughs> you sank my battleship. Pretty sneaky, sis. What was it? Connect oh, four. Connect, Connect four. four. Pretty sneaky, sis. So we're here with Jim. He's a comedian. He's uh, he's been doing it for just over three years. Just over three years now. Yeah. And I will tell you. Uh, so I've been hosting the Laugh Free or Die. Uh, open night comedy night for we're coming up on our seventh year now, wow. 
Yep. And Jim Bishop, the I used to, when there was enough money to do it, I would give away $50 to the comic that made me laugh the most. And the second time Jim got up on stage, he won the 50 bucks, which was unheard of. It's, nobody had ever done that. It's, there's, there's a, there's a, there's usually a, a much, um, that's the phrase I'm trying to, the learning curve yeah. is such that it doesn't happen in that shorter period of time. But even the very first time he got up on stage, he was funny. How long had you been doing it by then? My very first time ever, ever, ever. Was this is the very first time. Ever doing stand-up. Ever, very first time very ever. First time I ever put a microphone in my hand. He won it the second week. So he did it the very first time, and then the second week he won. Wow. So it was only the second time he'd ever done stand-up comedy. Wow, that's pretty great. And, you know, usually, um, usually stand-up comedy, people that get into it are usually funny people. Yeah. But being funny around the people that you know mm. is very different from being funny in front of a group of strangers. Yeah. I never and thought I could do it. I mean, I right. no problem being funny around people or at work and this and that, but the, the idea of the different dynamic of on stage, spotlight, microphone, just me... And then everybody. Oh my God, that's, that's frightening. That's I've lived my whole life on stage musically, and the you know, and been funny on stage. But the minute funny isn't working, I just go, well, I just play a little music. <laughs> <Right. stuff." laughs> you always have an ace in the hole. Oh, right? There's always an ace in the hole. Yeah. That's why I, I I love comedians. I'm a huge fan of comedians because I just and you get and you get to talk about the things that are um, really true to you. If you if you're really, if, I think my favorite comedians are just really honest about their opinions in a smart way. Mm-hmm. And that's not that is brave. That's not you at all? No. Okay. Do you have anybody else you could bring in? <laughs> got a backup plan. But, Where's Matt Barry anyway? <laughs> <laughs> but you know He's what I mean? Like, guy. it's just something I really admire. Because uh, that just takes balls to stand up there. And, and you know you're going to bomb. Part of it is bombing and learning, right? Well, that yeah. was the amazing thing, is that the first two times he ever did comedy, he didn't bomb either time. <laughs> He didn't bomb either time, and that's an unheard of thing. Like I've, I've, I've right. seen people that have done okay, and they go, "All right, that's a good joke, and that's a good joke." Right. But I've never seen like a whole five minute set where I go, "That was solid. That was solid." I mean, like I said, I've been doing it for seven years, and that's the one and only time it's ever that's happened great. was with Jim. So, Jim, what made you decide to do that? What made you take the step? Like, we can all be funny at a table with our friends, but what made I'll, you? I'll decide? be honest with you. My whole, my whole problem with this. I've, Terrified of public speaking in general. Just uh, the idea of my grandmother had passed away. The first time I did comedy was in March, three years ago, three Marches ago. Um, the October previous to that, my grandmother passed away. My mother asked me to do a reading at her funeral, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wanted to say no. I mean, I was so nervous about just the idea of getting up in front of family members in a church and reading off a piece of paper. Horrified me. The that idea is of that is pretty horrifying. Even if but, you do speak in public. Yeah, but I mean, I just had, I, I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was capable of doing it. And like, as anyone else on the planet, I'd have been like, sorry, you can't, but you know, your mom asks you to you know, do a reading at her mother's funeral, you, you do it. And I did it, and I was horrified the whole way through, and got through it, and didn't, didn't like it. I, I stumbled into, the reason, the only reason I finally did stand up was I got a, I found an ad online, I was looking for, a, I was looking for comedy writing. Because I knew I had good stuff, and I was thinking some sort of position of doing comedy writing I could do, but the idea of getting up on stage was still just absolutely not, not no interest in it. And I found a 
a listing for a couple of guys. And one of the guys, uh, is it Matt Foley? Is it Matt? Matt Farley? Farley. Matt yeah. Farley. He does some, he's a comedian. Boston, yeah, as a musician. musician, funny songs. Yeah, yeah. That I, I actually, strangely enough, not to hijack your story, but I just ran into him the other day out of the blue. Yeah, he lives down in Boston now. He's a, <clears throat> he's a Manchester guy, but that guy has, if he doesn't hold the record, he has some sort of there. I, there has to be some sort of record. He has something like, and this is a real number. This is close to. He has something like. 200,000 songs or something on wow. YouTube, on, uh, I'm not, not YouTube, on, uh, on iTunes. Mm -hmm. It's a ridiculous amount of songs. Mm. He just, he did one year, here's what, here's what, he had a writing partner and they had this, uh, the, the, the band they called themselves, I can't remember what it was, but it's all joke songs. It's all, parodies, you know, parodies it's all and parodies stuff. and then, but even more than parodies, it's mostly original, even original tunes, but he writes something like about, something about, uh, like Tenacious D-ish? Kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. But he'll, you know, he'll write a whole song about, uh, you know, some famous actress farting or something. <laughs> right, right. You know, or he'll, you know, one of the things he does is he does all these, he does all these things about, you know, sports figures or sports teams and then people that are, you know, big fans of, you know, the Spurs, they go on iTunes, they look for a song for the Spurs and they have, oh, there's this song about the Spurs wow. and then he gets all these downloads. Because of, and the guy gets, just gets mailbox money all the time. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's br he wrote a song about me. He did. <laughs> Get out of here. He did. He wrote a song about me. I'll see. I'll, 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 I'll look for it. We need to have that. I'm pretty sure it's on my computer. Why don't we have that? That's, uh, we should have that. We'll listen to it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. We'll listen to it. Definitely. It's not, it might be on my phone or it might be on this, but I definitely, I definitely have it somewhere. Yeah, cool. You know, it, it, it was something about, uh, Nick David is the godfather of Manchester comedy. Or something. Oh, cool. No kidding. Very cool. Yeah. It's Very cool. silly and, you know. I, Inaccurate. At some, at some point, I, at some point I, I wanted to, like, open up the comedy show with that. Like, yeah. Why not? We do it. Yeah, you I know. can't believe you don't. Yeah. Well, That's maybe. just ridiculous. That's because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. I am ridiculous. I am Nicholas. I am ridiculous. Nicholas. There's a, there it is right there. Also. There's an also for this. <laughs> That's right. So go back to your story about this. Farley. Well, yeah, because it was Matt Farley and uh, Peterson was his last name. I don't want to call his first name. They're teaming up. They're actually making... There's an ad posted on Craigslist for these guys that were making a... Oh yeah! A pilot a episode, no pilot episode for a reality show based on people's first time ever doing stand-up comedy. Oh, that's a great idea. Well, that's the thing, and so they they actually I forgot about that. That's how it all started. That's how that's I wound right. up with the Shaskeen where Nick started his the uh, right. started comedy there, and, right. and uh, they wound up. I answered the ad, and the only re and the funny thing is, the only reason I answered the ad is because the deadline was the day before. You know, the ad was, I saw the ad late, and like the day before was the deadline to, to submit your entry. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this probably won't go through anyway. And it was just that saying, have you ever thought of doing stand-up comedy and you've never done it? You know, they're doing a pilot episode for a uh, reality show they're promoting and they're pushing and wanting to... Uh, That's so, great. Wanted to, wanted to get it. So, I, so I'm like, oh, I answered the ad. I figured, what the heck, you know. Yeah. I'm like, ah, it's too late. I missed it. Man, eh, you know. They got back to me, and all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're coming to your house on Sunday to shoot oh. background footage. That is um, myself, awesome. my family, and you my daughter. Like, you gotta be kidding me! And then, then like, okay, and then this Wednesday, five minutes of original material at the Shaskeen, blah blah blah. Go, you know, show up there and just you know, 
and don't wear anything with a logo on it. Don't wear a hat. Don't do that. All these rules and everything. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to be kidding me. And I'm like, yeah, I completely forgot that that's, that's how, how it started. Because so first... you didn't book the time. No. Matt booked the time with me. He's like, hey, can I get time to do at the show? I'm going to bring in this comic for the yeah. first time. I so there is actually not. footage. There is actually, they filmed it. They mic'd me and filmed it. And, and so they actually, so my very first time doing comedy, there is footage out there. Oh Matt, Matt has it of actually my, my very first bomb. set. That's the best no. thing ever. And the funny thing is, I was so nervous. I was so so nervous. I was I was a puddle. I took the day off from work, and I'm trying, you know, making sure, and I'm trying to time things out, and trying to figure out, you know, five minutes, and and is five I gotta feel is like a lot for your well, first time. And like, and I didn't know there was gonna go by like five seconds or feel like five hours. I didn't know <laughs> what to expect. I knew nothing of it, you know. And I'm and I and I I literally had a piece of paper that would fit in my palm because I didn't want to bring a notebook up. That just that was a pet peeve of mine. I just can't, you know, I don't like. But I had just keywords on it. To remind me of the jokes I wanted to do, just one word, a list of one word, only because I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna go up on stage and just blank out. Right. I didn't know whether I was just, I, you know, I didn't know what I was gonna do. One of the things that I really like so about great. your that's a great story, isn't it? Yeah. It was interesting. It was fun. One of the really thanks for coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> that's all you get. Uh, one of the things I really like about your comedy is that I know that a lot of the jokes that you write are things that have come up in your life that are really things that you have said to make people laugh in real time. Oh, yeah. You know? I know that you're, you know, I know that you're sharp-tongued and you're witty and you're quick like that. And so I know that some of the jokes that you have are just like, oh, what? And just came out right there in front of, like, a homeowner. And a, you know, for, <laughs> That's absolutely uh, I, we, we didn't mention that, uh, that, uh, Jim is also a contractor, and so he works on, you know, he's, he works on people's houses and uh, remodeling and yeah, repairs, remodeling, additions, that kind of stuff. So I know a lot of the a lot of the material that he has comes from job sites and mm -hmm. comes from you know just being you know, real, real life, real things. Yeah, that real life. Yeah, it's the best stuff. You can't write. It's funny. I mean, a lot a lot of it comes from that. A lot of it comes from playing poker. A lot of stuff has happened playing poker. A lot of stuff has happened. Just a lot of jokes come from just. Yeah, interactions in life. Yeah. So what about the writing? Did you ever get a gig writing? No, I, I gave, I, you know, I found this and I, I went with it and never looked back as far as that. Now I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to write. I'm going to write for me. I got my stuff. I'm that's, you right. know, so now I'm, you know, now I can. And so did you ever bomb? Like, so your first two, you did really well. Did you ever have that moment of you just, it was like sweating from second one? No, I, I mean, I've had, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really just gone up there and just been bad i really haven't done that i mean but i've i've gone up in front of crowds that i can only think of one show i did it was like down in fall river and it was it was just college kids that and all the other comics were college kids and they just want to go up there and joke about smoking dope and this and that and everything else and oh that. i remember so, you telling me about this show well, the, too. The, no the other one the, there was another one in maine i did in portland maine that was like that but the one i did in fall river it was just kind of like Oh, and that's the one I was thinking fun. about. The basement show. The basement, the, yeah, the, the Laugh Shack. Laugh Shack, yeah. Laugh yeah. Shack in Portland, Maine, which was literally a guy's basement. Is The, the comedy <laughs> club is a guy's he's basement. Halfway, he's halfway to the gig, yeah. and they tell him, yeah. like, by, by the way, it's in Joe's basement. Yeah, and that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> I'm going to hear it. Like, we could do it. Right. We'll we, have, we have a curtain. We could do it. This is so much nicer than the Laugh Shack. <laughs> this is so, so much nicer than the Laugh Shack. Well, the only time that I felt like I bombed was just, and I didn't feel like I bombed. I still got reactions from them. I still got, but I, I think, you know, they were just, 
I wasn't that guy. I you wasn't couldn't that, relate. No, and I really couldn't. And I mean, and I've still had crowds like that where I mean, I I found that my material carries over to crowds like crowds that I can't. You know, if I have a bunch of older people, if I young, I I I tend to do okay with any crowd. It was just the one time that I really got off stage feeling. Yeah. Didn't you know? Didn't like that one. You oh, know, that's really but great. that's that's the only time that's happened once. Because then when I did the Laugh Shack, I mean, we get there. I rode up with two other comics, Matt Barry and Ian Clark, and Ian Clark had arranged this. Ryan Barasa was on that show also. He met us there. Um, Ian's wife uh, was in the back. Ian and his wife were in the back seat, <laughs> and Matt Barry sit next to me. And Ian's wife's maiden name is Dickinson, by the way. So so he he has a joke about Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and so, so my open it's my typical opener, and as I'm well, driving, tell the joke. Tell the joke. Well, we just ruined the punchline. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All right, so let people so, know what it is. Okay. So I mean, so I get up there, and and more of a way to say my name a few more times. Also, as I get up and introduce myself as Jim Bishop, and my last name is actually Bishop, which just means the old English tradition of giving people the last names based on their occupation or what they do means that somewhere along the line, I have an ancestor that was a bishop. You know, that's why we all know people with the last names of Mason, Miller, Fisher, Farmer, Carpenter, Baker, you know, even Smith. You know, they're all like that. I guess what I'm really wondering is what did your ancestor get caught doing if your last name is Dickinson? That's a good job. That's a good job. It's a good opener, right? Right off the bat. So it's it's a nice joke because it stretches on way too long. People not knowing me and not knowing anything about me. And so right when they're about to the point of like, are you shitting me? Is this guy going to be like this all night? Is this going to be a history lesson? Is this, it's like, really? And just, then you hit the punchline and it goes over well. But so now, anyway, we're driving and Miss Dickinson is sitting behind me in the car. And I'm, I say, so as I'm driving down the highway, I say, Ian, you know, Ian, um, my name's Dickinson, right? Yeah, yeah. Do I have to change my opener, Ian? You know, just, just you know, don't want an awkward ride home. Yeah. Know, kind of a long drive, you know, we're heading to Maine. He's like, no, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. You know, go ahead. So did that anyway, and so uh, that that was fun. But when we got there, and we're halfway there, and Matt Barry in the passenger seat is just like, oh, I'm so excited about this show. And you know, I love, I did, I've done this room before, and I mean, it's a great room. I mean, for for a basement, for a dude's basement, it's a great room. <laughs> Whoops! What did you just say? Basement. Uh, I mean, so like you mean like Fodies, because there's other comedy rooms that we do that are a basement of a restaurant or right. a, you know function room in the basement. You know, Fodies, Soho, a ba- basement of a like a restaurant. You mean right? Nah, it's this dude's basement, <laughs> like of his of his house. Yeah, of his house. It's his old house, and it's like a, it's a stone basement. I mean, it's all stone. I mean, it's awful. It's, and and fits how awful. many people? Um, you can uh, conceivably fit. I think they had around fifty. Very high mainers stacked up in that basement. Wow. I didn't realize they had so many people going. Yes, in the show. He, I they had Maine. They have benches <laughs> along the wall. <laughs> yeah, in Maine. They have fifty people in, in Maine. Maine. So they, they have There's benches 50 on the people wall. Seventeen teeth. <laughs> Curtains up around <laughs> like up. the hot water heater. You know, they've yeah. got some curtain. You know, let's, you know, yeah, it's crazy. So we get there. Because we're halfway there, and I'm like, Matt's telling you this. Yeah, you know, of course now. Ian, did you know this show was in some guy's basement? <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. What uh, particular reason he didn't tell me? Yeah. Would you have gone? No, I don't think I would have. No. He's <laughs> like, that's why we didn't tell you. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thanks for the rat, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no. so, 
<laughs> so the funny thing is that we get <laughs> so we, we get there and uh Oh. You can tell your dumbass in the basement. Just drive. Just shut up about it. We needed a ride. You know, you know what? Was, I was driving a rental too because I just totaled my wife's car. So I was driving a rental. So that's probably why they had me on the show. Who's got a nice car? Yeah. Hey, Jim, you want to do a show? You know, yeah. we'll ride with you. So we. Uh, How many cars have you totaled in the last few years? Uh oh. Last few years, two. At least two. That La- last few. Ye- last few years, two. Wow. Are these late night totals? Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong, Stone Silver, I don't drink. I just, yeah, I guess just... Uh, he doesn't yeah. drink, but he likes to sleep a lot. He likes to fall asleep on the way <laughs> home. He likes, likes to sleep at inopportune moments. I'm a very relaxed driver. Nap time. I'm a very relaxed yeah. driver. I get a very... Took cruise control way too serious. Yeah, well, boy, oh boy. Yeah, total couple. Actually, when I told my wife's car, I had nothing to do with that. I was wide awake. It was just ice. sheet of ice. I thought you were just going to say, I don't didn't like her car anyway. <laughs> it was time. It was getting high. It's Needed time. new tires, and we just figured, you know, what the hell. It doesn't help that there's always nursery rhymes in the CD player. He's a kid with two young daughters. Yeah. So, uh, no, but so what, the funny thing is about the Laugh Shack was we, we got there and a bunch of people outside near parking, you know, there's a this driveway, which is fairly full, and you have to find some street parking, you know, in front of a neighbor's house, very close by, just, you know, very, you know, this is... Is this in Portland, like in Portland? Yeah. And, uh... So we, we were walking up the driveway, and there were a dozen people outside smoking cigarettes, and you know, and we get there, oh, hey, glad you can make it. Tim Hoffman, who runs the room, glad you can make it, thanks for coming. He's like, uh, just so you guys know, you know, if you're going to smoke cigarettes, you know, out here, you know, on the driveway, no smoking and cigarettes in the house, but, but weed, go ahead in the basement, you can smoke as oh. much as you want in the, in the basement, everyone's smoking. Okay, you know, I smoke neither, but okay, you know, well, that's fine, you know. We get in there. And yeah, you didn't smoke before that. I, show. Oh yeah, I, well, yeah. I had you know. <laughs> Ten I, minutes into it, you're fucking well, higher than it, it was because like, <laughs> higher than a lab rat. Yeah. He's outside smoking a cigarette. You're like, yeah, go down the hall, the end of the hall to the right, the door that goes down the basement, and you know Matt Berry's ahead, and he opens the door, and Cheat and Chong Cloud comes oh, out of the door. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is. Uh, there will be no cigarettes down here. Exactly. Yeah, we don't go for that. Wait a minute. Do I smell tobacco? What are you, a troublemaker or something? <laughs> We're going to have trouble here? We're going to have problems? Yeah. Hi there, Puff the Magic Dragon. You just head outside. Who's got the menthols? Come yeah. on. So we get down there. And now, yeah, they had me close out. They had me go on blast and do like a half hour set. And, but the whole time I'm panicking because the first comics to go up were local main comics. And this is their crowd. This is their hometown. This is their, their people. This is their people. And, uh, and most of their jokes are about weed. I mean, they're just talking about weed, and that's a lot of the jokes about weed, and the audience is laughing about weed jokes and everything, and this is all, you know, great. Jim doesn't smoke weed or have any weed jokes, and like, wow, I really think they're going to hate Jim. You know, I'm like, this is, you know, I, by the end of the show, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to go up, and this, I don't, I generally don't get nervous at all, but I'm like, I really think I'm going into a hostile environment here, you know? I'm like, yeah. I'm not sure how this is going to go. I don't, this is not my crowd, you know, I mean, that's, I'm just looking at this, this is not my crowd. Yeah, but they're all baked, so I have to do is talk about boogers, farts, and pizza, good to go. <laughs> and, and that's like half my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I, I, did, I can't get through one of the jokes without one of those things, boogers, farts, and pizza. <laughs> Usually, aside from that other joke that's about boogers and farts on pizza. Which on is, pizza. Yeah, which is a whole, ties it. 
It's, I wrap it up. Never had a bowl of fart pizza. <laughs> get out. Get out. You just no, call, get the fuck out. No, you just call Pizza 911 ask for the special. There it is. <laughs> the booger fart pizza. Booger fart pizza. <laughs> the, uh, that'll, be the, that'll be the code word. That's the code word they have to say when they want, the, when they want free the, breadsticks. When they want free breadsticks. Can I get the uh, booger fart pizza? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Do you have to say that louder? Uh, A large booger fart pizza. What? <laughs> I want the Booker Park Pizza, all right? Free bread sticks. Right, free bread sticks. Free bread sticks. You're in. Red Nicholas Nicholas, number one. So, well, but then I went up and I did my half, and I and I, I honestly did great all the way through the crowd. They, they loved me, which I just didn't think they were going to, and they did, and it went well. So that was quite a relief. Quite a fun show. Everything went well. Except there's a new camera, so I was giving it a look. Giving it a look, Steve. Do you know who Taco Tom is? No. Should you know Taco I? Taco Tom. Taco Tom. Yeah. Do you know Taco Tom? Ryan, you can talk. If we're talking to you, you should talk. <laughs> Ryan, our cameraman. I knew Ryan would know Taco Tom, but I saw Taco Tom. I don't know why I got off on this, but I could be talking about Taco. Not Taco Tom. Taco Tom's a guy that has worked at Taco Bell for I don't know how many years. How long is it? Probably 20 years the guy's been there. Forever. And he has, you know, he's a really nice guy. And he's kind of like a, he's well, kind of like what's a, wrong with him. He yeah, has, he has exactly. some, there's something, you know, he has like some sort of, you know, like a, you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but he has some sort of mental. Oh, I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to say the R word. No. You can't use that. He has some sort of mental, you know, it's something. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Uh, but it's, um, you know, he's like been there forever. And so he's kind of like a, like a famous, He's famous in Manchester. Everybody knows who Taco Tom is, but I saw him at the fair yesterday. That was a whole story. I saw Taco Tom at the fair. What fair? Did you talk to Taco Tom? Um, no. I wouldn't. He would This is how famous Taco Tom is. He would know who I was, but I don't know who he is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Taco Tom. We should call him. We should get our Taco Tom advice. That'd be good. That'd I just want to string good. a sentence together of T words that. Speaking of calling people for things, yes. let's try. Let's try it again. All right. This is our weekly segment. Actually, before we do that, here's this, because I did find it. What are you looking for? Which one? Is this the Nick David song by Matt Farley? Oh, no, that's not it. That's clearly not it. That's the opening. Let's try it again. Mm-hmm. Can you turn that to a speaker? You are the godfather of Manchester, New Hampshire comedy. Nobody's going to get up on stage unless Nick David says that they are okay to get up on stage. You are the godfather of Manchester, New Hampshire comedy. You got to pay tribute to the godfather if you want to get up on stage. <laughs> You gotta see Nick David. He's the Godfather of New Hampshire comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to get into the stage time in northern New England? You want to get up on stage in front of Turned into Peter Wolf for a second. I know. Whoopa Gooba, I was waiting. Ah! <laughs> 
<laughs> Straight gospel right there, man. That's just that's you going nowhere in life. That's impressive. That, that was that was not that was Foley. that was well thought out. That was or uh, not <laughs> Matt Foley, Matt Farley, Farley, because I, I said it. Farley. I said Mark Foley the oh, first yeah, time because I screwed up. Mark Foley. Who are we talking about? Mark, Matt Farley. All right, Mark we are going to try one more time for our weekly segment that hasn't happened yet. But this is a uh, what did we say his name was going to be? Because we can't use his real name, Bob. Bob. All right. Cumbies Bob, but why didn't, it, Bob. why didn't it work out, though? What so happened to it? It didn't work him? out the first time because we sang a jingle. He, he fell asleep. What's our jingle this week? What time did you jingle this No, because we didn't talk about it. What oh, time? We don't have a jingle. You know what I was thinking? You know what I was so excited to do? What? Is we're going to do the All in the Family. All right. That's going to be yes. so good. Will you be Archie and I'll be Edith? Oh, my God. No, can you be no, Edith? I want to be Edith. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Archie. Oh, God. Oh, no. You may want to adjust the sound when we do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, no, wait. What time did you call last week that was so, so, it was so ridiculous? Bit, it was like 10. So we're going to try. Was, we're closing we're in. see. We're closing in. So that's why we got to get it. Let me find yeah. his, uh do you have a subject, a question for him? All no, ready he to has, go? No, he, he has, has advice for he us. He has advice for us. I'm so new at this because he so didn't come through. Cumbies Bob's weekly advice. Okay. Um, this is going to be rich. This this is important. Mm. No, it's not on there. So we need a Cumbies Bob theme song. Yeah. I'll get. I'll see if Matt Farley will write one for us. Oh, Jesus. Let's hope it's, it's as rhymy as the last he's one. He's just got to sub it in. Cumbies uh, Bob is the godfather of New Hampshire comedy. Cumbies Bob. Right. Oh, but do it like Letterman used to do. Remember when Letterman would do that? He would just they would voice over something, and the voice was all like, "Hey, come down to come down to Joe's Parkland, like whatever it was." Voiceover <laughs> Mr. was Mr. Black. That was on The Simpsons. So one time. They got that Mr. Letterman. Black. Oh, Letterman's almost done. It's a ringing. Oh, just like last time we did a little ring telephone jingle. Oh, I forget what was our song. We we just. Sang a little jingle off the cuff. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Me either, because we. Have we checked in what his bedtime is? Seven, seven twenty. It must be exact. This is his home phone. I'll try his cell phone next if we don't get his home phone. Wouldn't it be funny if this um? Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message system. Boo! Oh. <laughs> Oopsie! Uh, sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> sorry about that, Bob. His voicemail is wrong. Well, Bob, that was wrong. Well, that's that's not who we called. So, so, so this is the week. Is this actually the weekly segment of let's call and get not, someone's voicemail? Let's yeah, call and not have anyone answer. Uh, let's try voicemail. This is cell phone now. See if this one works. Oh, shit, I thought it was over. Damn it. <laughs> I thought he answered. Me too. Listen, 
I'm gonna be Bob. Should we leave a message? Yeah, we're gonna leave a message. Yeah, we are. This is his weekly advice. Maybe it's weak. You gotta you got get his name. No, 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 Hello, Cumbies Bob. This is Nick David from the Ridiculous Nicholas Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Jim Bishop, and my co-host, Lisa Geyer, and my friends, Ryan Botza and Buddy Sullivan. And we are here to ask for our weekly piece of Cumbies Bob advice. Nothing. Where you at, Cumbies Bob? We got nothing. Twice. Why do I get the feeling his piece of advice is like stop calling him on Sunday night? That's what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gonna do that to us, Cumbis Bob? Cumbis Bob, we're trying to get your knowledge right here, right now. We're gonna call you back in about twenty minutes. Talk to you in twenty. So long. I love when you pause like that when you leave a message. You do that a lot. I always think you're done. <laughs> <laughs> when he does it, so and then I yell I something go, loud. And then I wait, and I wait, because you always, and then I'll wait, and I'll go, okay, he's done. And I just sort of hang it up, and it's like, Mercer! And I don't, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just something <laughs> And it gets Didn't me. Did you get my message? Did you hear what I said? At Did the you end hear of the, the last message? thing? It was so important. Yeah. Are you going to be there or what? <laughs> he's going to be there like six. Uh. All right, so, so we have two so, cumbies, Adam. So we have 20 minutes now to figure out what brilliant message we're yeah. going to leave him in 20 minutes. But, yep, <laughs> buddy, tell us when 20 minutes is up. You're in charge of a clock. Okay. Uh, so tell me about any gigs. You have any uh, You have any comedy yeah, shows coming up? Promote? Doing uh, headliners, Manchester, Robstein, May 16th. Oh, nice. A couple weeks, a couple Saturdays. Nice, nice. Who, do you know who else is on the show? I know the headliner is Tom Hayes. Okay. And he's been around a while. He's been, he's been at it for a long time. And, uh, locally. And uh, I don't know who else is on the show on that one. But, uh, yeah, got to get that one coming up on the 16th. Where is it? Headliners in Manchester. It's at the Radisson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob Steen has been, that, that guy's a, is a... A promotion machine. He's a. He's got a. He's got headliners all over the place. Yeah. He's got shows going on all over the place. Yeah. He told and me. He's bringing he told in some bigger once, names too. He brings in some national acts too. Yeah. He gave me a number, some crazy, ridiculous number. The last time I talked to him. Of shows he books a year. Yeah. It, it was, was something like twenty-seven. Just comedy. Shows. Yeah. It was something ridiculous. Something like yeah, twenty-seven hundred yeah. comedy shows a year that he booked. So the guy's got the guy's everywhere. He's doing shows in Manchester and Nashua and the Lakes region and Keene and you know. I mean, as a musician, as being a musician my whole life, you know, you always have agents and people who hook you up to what's going on and where to play, right? Mm -hmm. But that's cool. That I mean, is that normal for comedians, or is it just? I mean, he's a booker. He's and a comedian. I mean, he does he does shows also, but he's he's just. He's branched it out where he's got his 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 name brand, you know, his headliners. He's got that all over the place now. Yeah, it's done. It's uh, comedy works in a few weird different ways. Like he, you know, he like somebody like Paul Costley. Let's say mm-hmm. Paul Costley. Who? P- 
Oh. <laughs> What's that guy? I never heard of him. So he's never heard of him. So he so Rothstein's kind of like the Paul Costley of comedy, right? So, but it's a different thing. Like Paul Costley books all these different rooms for these different people. You're going to play at, uh, you know, the you know, Red Park a pub up in Lincoln, New Hampshire, or whatever it is for these people. But Steen is they're all his rooms. They're all called Headliners Comedy Club. Oh. And it's like it'll be, you know. Well, he does, and he does some other because he does some shows at like uh, Chunky's Cinema Pub. But he calls the he calls those headliners though, doesn't he? Okay, well, I, I'm. So yeah. it's like his brand. It's his thing. It's his right. brand. Yeah, I, no, I think you're right. He's yeah, the producer right. of it. Right. Because yeah. he did comedy at the Tilted Kilt, and was that you know, still under? Oh, headliners. I know. I oh, you did a show oh, there. Didn't I you? did do a show there. That's right. <laughs> I heard about that. I did do a show there. Well, here's the weird thing. And I don't, some places just want to try comedy, and you can't, in order to have a successful show, you have to be doing a show for people that have come out specifically to see a show. Yeah. If you, if you kamikaze nosedive, force feed comedy on people. We call it ear raping them. Yeah. (laughs) If you you decide to ear rape people with comedy. It's not gonna, I've come out to have dinner with my wife, and we want to talk about a trip that we're having, and. You know, whatever, whatever it is. And then you know? I walk up on stage. And then I demand your attention. In St. Louis Farts and Pizza. Yes. Right. And then, you know, as... And they'd already ordered a different kind of pizza. <laughs> so, so disappointed. Yeah, so disappointed. That they could have had. Off stage. I can't... They <laughs> could have had the Booger's Fart Pizza, but no. If you're, in a, if you're in a situation where you're at a comedy show, everyone knows it's a comedy show, and people are deliberately talking... Or not oh. paying attention, then comics kind of have a legitimate gripe yep. with you talking or not paying attention. You're disrupting the show for everyone else, and so comics can kind of shit on you, kind of have carte blanche to shit on you if you're if it you're happens. not. It happens all the time. It happens. But if you're if you're you know putting a show on, you're just doing this kamikaze show on people. They don't have any obligation to pay you any mind because you're not... They didn't know they came out to have dinner. They came out to have dinner and then you're forcing the show on them. And it's not its not Rob Steen's fault. It's not anybody's fault. They wanted a show there and he put a show I on mean, there. I mean, it's the same for us too musically, but way more detrimental for one person standing up there having to deal with it. It's the same for us too. They throw... They throw a band into a restaurant and people are just... You know, you go on and you're doing your thing and people are just... The whole thing, because yeah, yeah. they weren't expecting it. Same idea, right? It, it, Except right. it's sure, way harder. But they harder. can't overtalk a band. No, right? But they, it's way harder can't. being all by yourself up there, and you're so quiet. And also, and as gonna, a band, I would imagine I'm not a musician. I know nothing about it. But I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking as a band, it's almost acceptable that you could be background noise. You could be, you know what I mean? As, as far as you could just be playing music in the background, yes. where they could have pipe, they Absolutely. could have piped the music through the speakers. You could accept the fact that, okay, well, we're here just to play music in the background if that's the way it is. Absolutely. You can, you know what I mean? It's not ideal. You don't want that. You want to be the focal point. But if, all right, we're playing music. If you're not getting reactions from people, that's okay. If, but you can still be playing your music and people, you know, people are, you know, hear it and, and enjoying it while they're having the conversations right. or whatever. But if you're up there trying to do comedy and you're not getting any feedback from people and they're just <laughs> over-talking you and, and turning, and it's like, that's it's, a nightmare. It's just so demoralizing. I, did, I hosted the show at the Tilted Kilt, and it was it was brutal. It was brutal. 
It's like I just decided after like the second time I went up, I was like, I'm just, I don't care. I'm just going to have fun. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to enjoy myself and not, you know, want to meet the comics. Because there were some good comics on that show. Did you win anybody over who wasn't realizing that it was a comedy night? We had, there was a small group of people kind of that decided to sit up close to where the PA was set up at mm-hmm. that were paying attention. And so you could kind of play to those people. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a handful of people, but the, the place is really big. It's a, it's a big, big room, you know, and there's kind of like, it kind of goes in like a little bit of like a kind of an L shape kind of thing, you know? And so you're in this one corner of this L shape and then there's this whole other side of the L over here that, Anybody beyond this, you know, anybody over in that area, they're not paying attention at all. And to top it off, there's something like, I counted them, and I think I came up with 36 television sets. It's a sports bar, and they have every sporting event on every channel all going at once. They had to, we had to really, we had to, it was, it was like a fight to get them to turn the sound down on Mm -hmm. them. Like, okay, if you're going to have the TV on, that's fine. You can't have the sound on. You can't... It's not like... If if I'm if I'm singing a song and you miss a line of the song, yeah. it doesn't ruin the whole song. No. If I'm telling a joke and you miss a line of the joke, forget it. Yeah. It's gone. The opportunity you have to make the impact that you're trying to get across in that joke, if it's not, if they don't hear it all, it's gone. You have one shot to do it. You know, right. so it's in that respect, it's a whole different oh, yeah. animal. But I forget what we were That's talking about. That's nightmarish. It's pretty brutal. Are they still doing it? It's pretty it? brutal. I've done a lot of shows like that. Well, we're talking about Rob Steen. You know, that we signed on with Rob Steen that mentioned the tilted kilt, and then we talked about yeah, yeah. Because even Rob was saying it was just it was a nightmare show, a nightmare room to try. Yeah, to it was a yeah. it was a brutal one. Yeah, that used to be the Tilton Inn. No, the Tilted Kilt in Nashua. Oh, in Nashua. It's in like some strip mall. It's like and it's, it's like, like it's a, like a Hooters type of thing where all the waitresses it's are very, it's exactly like, like a Hooters little schoolgirl skirts but and, it's you know. but it's an, but it's the Scottish you know it's everybody yeah. has like a kilt on with yeah. a little you know whatever but it's little tiny short kilts <laughs> little little kilts like that you know with like you know push up and everything it's a whole it's a Hooters thing but it's for Man. you know fake Irish people <laughs> for all of the quote, Irish people here in New England. Yeah. Fitzy Sully. I'm, I'm Fitzy Irish. Sully. Look at Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Fitzy Sully. I, I, I'm Irish. Oh, are you from Ireland? No? Okay. You're American. Yeah. Irish is not a race. It's not a race of people. Irish American. Irish, Irish, Irish French. American. What are you, Nick? Uh, I'm a mutt. Ooh. I am a mutt of... Mutts. Yeah, I'm a mutt of the muddiest muttitude. Me too. I've got, yeah. I've got five different nationalities. I actually did a pie chart for my daughters to let them, to actually have them see what they are. Because in pie, in pie, it was well, it was, it was a bunch of different pies because you need all the other colors, so you had to get them right. Out. Yeah, so it was the is cherry somebody, is the. the does somebody the, have pie here? I think it's a pie now, baby. I want some cherry pie. I like to eat some. Seriously, seriously, just sidetracked right now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ridiculous Nicholas Show. This is ridiculous. Sidetracked. <laughs> Has it been 20 minutes yet to call Bob? No. Sullivan, are you not doing your job over there with the time? Are you all right? No, are you good. sleeping? It's 
It's only been 10 minutes. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, are you all right? Yes. He has nothing to back up. He is He's good. got nothing to back up. And neither do we, really, no, truly, because if I had know. something to look at, that was time. Yeah. 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 No. I didn't look at anything first, so. Mm-mm. I I don't know nothing. You know nothing. I don't know nothing from nothing. Nothing from nothing, leave nothing. So I want to know the biggest show both of you have done. That's what I want to know. What's the biggest comedy or comedy? Music? Comedy. I comedy. Like the biggest the, number of people. In what's the, crowd? the biggest crowd and like the biggest person you've had like that you've opened for? I've worked with. I guess the biggest person I've worked with was uh, Steve Sweeney. Yep. That was the China Blossom in North Andover. Mm-hmm. Was it a couple of years ago now? It's probably two years ago. What was that show like? That was good. It was a fundraiser. It was a full. Full house, I mean, full room. What is that full house? I don't know how full that room gets. I don't know what the capacity is there. I'm just get basing on, it's probably going to be 100 people. Yeah. 120. Just guessing from the size of it. I, I could be off. But a, a nice full room, and they, it was there for, a, you know, they were there for comedy, and it was a fundraiser. And, uh, and you know, so that was great. I mean, I, I and I actually kind of won the opportunity to open for Steve Sweeney by, it was a, that was on a Saturday night. The previous Thursday, they had a, uh, comedy show, a book showcase show there that uh, Danny Gill hosted at, at, at China Blossom and and there's a dozen comics that went up or 15 and they said, the, they told us when we got it we didn't even know going into it but whoever did the best set got to open for Sweeney on Saturday and I, I was able to do that, I won that and was able to do that. No, how long have you been doing comedy at that point? At, uh, just about a year. It's not a normal trajectory. Mm-mm. It's not a normal trajectory for Mm-mm. comics. It's, it usually takes quite a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been fun. I mean, I guess it, I mean, I'm just glad it comes naturally to me, to be honest with you, because I see comics with the, with the notebooks and the, yeah. and the studying and, and talk to comics. They're like, oh, I'm, this weekend, I'm just staying in. I'm writing jokes all weekend. I'm just going to sit down and write jokes this weekend. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I don't think I could force myself to sit down and write jokes. I mean... It just comes to you. It, you it's just it. stuff that... It, my jokes just come from stuff that happens and stuff that you see. It's stuff that... Stuff. It's real life. Stuff that... Yeah, that's, I wrote a joke stuff. on the way to Murphy's one Wednesday night. My dad and I were driving there and as we drove past the church, there was like a oh. yard sign. <laughs> and all it was, there was a yard sign in the front yard next to the street in front of this church and it said, Worship in the Garden on it. That's all it said. Worship in the garden in front of the church. And by the time we got to Murphy's, 45 minutes later, I had a new joke that just completely spiraled off of that to something totally just, and did, did the joke that night. But, you know, the joke? The, I remember the joke. That's a good joke. <laughs> was, are there language restrictions on a podcast? No, nope, you say whatever you want. Fucking right. Okay. So we, uh, so, uh. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. I can't say that. <laughs> so, uh. No, so, so the sign in front of the church, Worship in the Garden, turned into, um, I set it up with saying I was doing a show up in Maine and on local TV and local news, you know, human interest story they were running about this nun who was 75 years old and for the past 47 years she'd been setting up this uh, garden. She plants this enormous vegetable garden behind the church every year, uh, works her tail off, gets this big beautiful garden and just allows all the local people that you know needy families and stuff to be able to come there and pick their own fresh vegetables and get their own fresh produce out of this garden and and so uh, you know when the reporters came up to interview her and it's you know it's older nun out of this church she, she's uh the the reporter she takes him around back 
and you, first thing you see this garden, but you see she had taken the crucifix out of the church and set it up outside the garden, and this reporter just immediately in tears going, this is beautiful, this is amazing. Well, no wonder this garden flourishes just sitting here in the, in the glory, in the glow. I mean, this is just amazing, the glory of, of Christ right here overseeing the garden. I mean, this is just beautiful. She says, well, call it what you want. All I know is he keeps the birds off my fucking corn. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to a comedian, like, like, he, like him telling me that it came from a sign and that your mind went, just from that little sign on the just side of the road. Just down this road, and you kept changing it as it went along. I love that stuff. I love that. It just that. spiraled into that. The mind of a comedian is just amazing. It's just it's goofy, the, the stuff that comes out. Where, And there was a, a true story of a guy I was sitting down at a poker table with who came in to this tournament. on a, The tournament was a Sunday afternoon tournament down in Milford, the river. And um, This guy comes in, he's like, oh, man, this morning I was out on my bass boat fishing, <laughs> and I saw three bald eagles. Looking around for a second, I said, "Wow!" And I've heard of three-toed sloths, and I'm giggling to myself. I'm thinking, "This is great," you know. And I'm like, "No one else is catching on." I'm like, "You know," I'm like, and he's still talking about it. So I'm like, three bald eagles, huh?" I'm like, "Man, you got some good eyes," because because if I saw an eagle, I mean, I don't even know that I think to look at his scrotum. Never, never mind count the contents, you know. I mean, you know, people still, still nothing, nothing, and I'm like. Tell me, tell me. Exactly. You're still how, laying it out? How many, so great. how many three bald eagles did you see? Oh. And finally a few people at the table just started laughing. And, get, and, and also they caught on. And, and the guy never got it. Never wow. could get there. Never got and I'm, But the, you know, the problem was, and I do this joke now on stage sometimes. My lungs, I'll, I'll do that joke because it's just fun with the crowd. Because invariably you start with a, a herd of three-toed sloths and... You'll get, get one chuckle. You'll, you'll get a couple. You'll get ten yeah. percent of the crowd will actually laugh, and yeah. they're like, "Don't worry, we'll, we'll get you know." Then do the next punch, you know. Next, and by the end, then, but then it's like, I guess I'm really more concerned, you know, because I'm like, who doesn't get it? There's always someone who doesn't get it. There's always going to be a blonde lady in the back who's like, ah! I, 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 don't, I still, I still don't, I don't. I'm like, three bald eagles, three, three testicled eagles, eagles with three testicles, three bald eagles, you know. And all of a sudden, oh, you know, and I'm like, I put. What really has me more concerned is who here immediately pictured an eagle with three testicles the first time I said three bald eagles? Like, like I did. You yeah. know, I mean, that's the, the first time the guy said three bald eagles, I immediately pictured an eagle with three testicles. You know, I'm like, I don't, that's what's just like, that's probably why I'm probably on a couple of watch lists. I don't know. I mean, that's probably, some, you know, there's, there's probably a reason, to, you know. Yeah. It's why we all hang out together. Nobody else gets it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just so funny. You're sitting at a table of ten people, and no one else. I'm looking around like nobody. I'm like three bald eagles. Three, well, bald, three bald eagles. You were in Milford, New Hampshire. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Yeah, I don't. Do they have a book in that town? Oh my gosh. What about you? What about your book? biggest comedian comic? Uh, let's see. I haven't comedian done any. Show I haven't done any. Uh, like re- really big shows. I've had some uh, some bigger comics come in to the to the open mic night that I yep. host. Um, pretty regularly, I get Justin McQu- McKinney comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know Justin McKinney, but he's a, he's a pretty uh, high level national comic. Um, he's he's, he's had specials on Comedy he's Central. Had, he's had a couple specials on Comedy I've Central. Heard the name he I had seen. one. Uh, his last one was called. Uh, 
a middle middle class hole or something like that. Yeah. It was like a it was like a middle class hole, so like an a hole, but yeah. middle class in the middle, like yeah. a middle class hole. Uh, he's a really funny guy. And then, uh, oh my God, what was that dude's name? I can't think of his name. Um, he's a he's a comic from from California who's been around forever. Bob Zaney. Oh, yeah. You know oh, Bob Zane? Yeah. yeah. Zane Bay Cigar, yeah. Yes. He's yeah. coming. I have his number. I talk to him every once in a while. We text no back kidding. and forth. He's like, hey, I might be coming through. That's right, you know, Bay Bay. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Bay Bay. <laughs> he came in one night. It was so funny. It was so funny because I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize him at first. And he goes, uh, I was full. The night was full. Yes. <laughs> it was a full night, dude. Oh, Sorry. Sorry. I, so Thanks the, for stopping by. But. So the right. So the so the <laughs> laugh or die, I have room for about fifteen comics. Mm-hmm. It usually ends up being about seventeen because somewhere along the line when I'm trying to book fifteen comics, I've booked someone and forgotten it. <laughs> or someone will come in from like, you know, like oh, I drove down here from Portland because I heard this was such a and I'm like, Alright, well I'm not I'm gonna give you a spot. You just drove an hour and ten minutes down here. Yeah. So you know, but if they're like, ah, I'm from, you know, Derry, I go, ah, you got to come back next week. You send me an email. I give my email address. So Bob Zaney comes up to me and he goes, he goes, hey, uh, he goes, hey, uh, uh, you have any room tonight? I go, I don't know. I, uh, we're all booked up, man. <laughs> he goes, all right. All right. Sorry to bother you. I said, oh, what's your name? He goes, he goes, Bob Zaney. And I went, and I looked at him. I looked up and I looked at his face and I went, Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! You're Bob Zaney. Yes, I have room. Yes. Yes. How much? How much time? Of you course, want? I do whatever you want to do, dude. Yeah. Have the night. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. So he was a really cool guy. That's good. So those are probably like the two, you know, biggest comics that I've had any kind of, uh, you know, that I've worked with. But that's then, all been at my open mic night. But then you've, I mean, you've had some mm-hmm. comics that have actually gone on from there for you. You know, come through like Matt D. Yeah, we've had some really some some comics that you know some comics that got their start on the stage. Like the, there's a comic Matt D. Matt Donaher that uh, you know he got his start on the Laugh or Die stage. And he was now recently he's, on was it on Conan O'Brien? Yeah, he was on Conan. Yeah, yeah. It was like six nine months ago, something, something like that. that. Yeah. He was on Conan, and then he's been he's done like. Uh, they had that, you know, Jonathan Katz. Remember Dr. Katz? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he has a new, a new, new cartoon called something like, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Talent Bus or, <clears throat> I can't remember the name of it, but it's something bus. And, uh, it's like this, uh, the, the, the gist of the, of the, uh, cartoon is that it's like a talent, like a, like a talent show. In a bus, and they travel around on the bus, and they do talent shows. But Matt's been a recurring character on that show. Um, he's very funny. He's a really funny, he's he's really funny guy. He, yeah, he's in his twenties. Yeah. I'd say he's probably 25, 26, 27, That's something cool. there. But he got to start on the stage. But he, unlike Jim, when he started off was not very good. Right. Well, that's normal. <laughs> Seriously, and that's normal. That's normal. But he, this kid's work ethic is crazy. He's constantly writing jokes. Constantly. I'm trying them out. He's constantly writing and he's constantly working and he's constantly trying to, you know, hone his craft. Mm -hmm. So he has, you know, he has done what he's done by working his butt off. Mm -hmm. You know? And he's kind of, it's kind of, um, you know, it's 
some of it's like dry one, you know, well, one liner, you know, like, uh, you know, like Stephen Wright kind of stuff. Yeah. They're not that dry, but you know, one of his jokes is one of my favorite jokes. He doesn't really tell us one that much anymore, but I always, he, he, I always tell it because it's kind of one of my favorite ones, but he goes, um, the other day I got run over by a limousine. It took forever. <laughs> <laughs> You know? That's good. That's like, not a great joke. Very stupid. You know? right. That's good. I like that. But, you know, Mr. Sullivan gonna... just gave me the sign that 20 minutes is up. 20 minutes? All right. Comby's Bob. Listen, gonna... Bob, you're getting a second chance. Yeah, you're going to get really a second a fourth chance. chance. We're, we're really. waking him up. What are you going to do? you got to do something better in this message for him. Uh, do we even leave a message this time? Let's see here. The Bob. Explosion bus. That's what it is. Explosion bus. Explosion Thank you. Explosion bus? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Why does that not make sense? I don't know. That's the name of it. Because it's not Jonathan, Jonathan Katz's it's fair. new TV show. Here we go. Cumbies Bob. Here we go. Come, Come on, on, Bob. Come 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 on, Bob. Maybe next bum, week you bum. ask him for a time. <sighs> What's a good time we can call yeah, him? Yeah, I guess Bob? so. What time does Cumbies open and does he open it? Yeah, he does at like five. So he's probably in, he could be in bed by seven. I told him the show's at eight, though. I told him something. So maybe he thinks we start the show with him. You told him the show's eight. Oh, it's gonna give his number. Mm -hmm. All right. Told him the show's at eight, and you're calling it twenty of ten. Just saying. All right. That was the first number. I will try the second number. So far, Cummy's Bob, Cummy Bob's advice sucks. Not very solid advice. It's not solid at all. Not anything I, I would like. A lot of loopholes. Cumbies ah! Bob! Oh my God, you're there. Well, yeah, you woke me up. I did. Yes. yes. Oh no. Perfect. Oh no, Cumbies Bob. I'm old. Yes, that goes without saying. You're here on the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast. Welcome. I'm here with my co-host Lisa Geyer and my uh, our guest today, my good friend, the comedian Jim Bishop, and we are calling for our very first installment of the Cumbies Bob Weekly Advice. Well, since you won't be, I'm just going to be short. All right. All right. And people do it all the time. Is that calling you late at night and waking yeah. you up? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That's okay. No. It's when we have a gas problem and we put up signs on the gas pumps that say no gas. And our fine customers drive to each and every pump, read the sign, think it's going to change Go to the next one, stop, read the sign again, go all the way around, pull to the front of the store, then come in the store and ask us, do you guys have any gas? <laughs> like you're like you're keeping it stashed behind the counter? Like like I've like I've got a secret code that will unlock the gas just for the people I like. <laughs> the rest of you can all I don't know what happens, yeah. So what's your advice to those people? Come My advice? Simple. Zip. Read one sign and go away. 
Come be Bob, can I give you some advice? Yeah, what's that? Why don't you put up like a sawhorse at the end of the pump that says no gas so everyone doesn't have to go up to every pump individually and read them. They just will kind of just drive by, see it from the street, and, and leave you alone. See, now, we've tried that. Okay. We've tried big orange, we've tried big orange cones. Yeah. All that happens, big orange cones, is I have to buy new big orange cones after the people run them over. Oh. So the, so the Cumbies Bob... Weekly advice is read the sign and beat it. Yep. That's right. All right. Simple. 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 Hey, hey, Cumbies Bob. Yep. Can you tell us what's a better time to call you so you're not sleeping when we call you? That's a good question. Yeah, why am I what is a good time? time? Noon. Noon's a good time. <laughs> well, well, you're helpful, Jim. Between, yeah. you come back yeah. again? Between, <laughs> between seven... And nine. Between seven and nine. Which so is, so well, not later than nine. AM? No. Only because I get to be at work at five o'clock on Monday mornings. Alright. We're gonna shoot for we're gonna shoot for ten past eight next Sunday. Yeah, we're gonna get you wanna get you in so we don't wake you up because we don't want to wake you up anymore. We know you're a hard working dude and we appreciate you taking your time out and we're sorry we woke you up, but thank you for our our first piece of Cumbies Bob weekly advice. All right, you're the best, man. All right, I'll see you soon. Have a good, have a good night. Good see night, you, Cumbies Bob. Bye, Cumbies Bob. Bye. All right. I wanted you to ask him why he was so out of breath if he was just sleeping. <laughs> he was telling <laughs> he the story. He's like, running. He was just kind of fall man. apart. He might have might have had to run to the phone or something to answer because I don't know which one I called. That might have been his is, home line. Can I ask you, is all Cumbies no. Bob advice going to be Cumbie related? <laughs> might be. Okay. Next, next week it's going to be, you know, when you use the Slurpee machine, you know, <laughs> just don't spill it. It says two squeezes of the juice to the cup, and I hate people who do three because they think it's, you know, is it week, are we going to get all kinds Probably. of... Probably. It might be. It might be. <laughs> Probably, and I Probably. hope so. Probably. <laughs> yeah. When you heat a burrito in the microwave, you need to really leave that wrapped up because it gets to be messy. That's right. And maybe, and maybe, <laughs> and maybe we can get a sponsorship from Cumbies. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Hey, maybe. Maybe get some gas. Get some get free gum. Ooh. Yeah. Gas to get the gigs. Some scratchies. Some scratch-off tickets. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all varieties, uh, we are just about done here. So... Uh, I want to thank my our guest, my good friend Jim Bishop. Yes, thank you, and, Jim. Uh, and I want to let everyone know once again we are brought to you by Team Link of Hooks at New Hampshire. Uh, if you mention that you heard about Team Link in Hooks, I was right about this part. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to tell if you're talking over it. <laughs> That's when we hit you with shit. T- <laughs> We're brought to you by Team Link, Hooks in New Hampshire. Uh, if you mentioned that you heard about Team Link on uh, the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, they'll give you three free days of training and a T-shirt. And we're also brought to you by Pizza 911. Uh, if you mentioned that you heard about Pizza 911 on the Rick Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, they'll give you some free breadsticks. So check them out. And we want to thank you all so much. We'll be back next week. Hopefully next week, mm-hmm. I, think so, I think so, with the great Jonathan Mover, uh, who is a rock drum icon, has played with so many incredible people, and the owner, of, the owner of the owner of Drumhead Magazine. Shut up. 
<laughs> he also the owner of Drumhead Magazine. <laughs> and uh, thanks to Buddy Sullivan and Ryan Boxa for hanging out and recording all this mess. And we will see you next week. All right. Woo, good night. Thank good you to my night. partner in crime, Miss Lisa Geyer. Thank you. All right. Love you bunches. Love your face. Love your face. See you later. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.